0: seeking the Lord, amen, for this service. Amen. I do that every time we prepare to come together. Amen. And tonight's going to be a little bit different. Amen. But I'm going to invite you, just with, if, just briefly, would you stand with me? Amen. I'd like to direct your attention to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Amen. If you do have an offering or a tithe, I invite you to place it in the plate on the platform here anytime is an okay time 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 and verses begin with verse number 1 it says do we begin again to commend ourselves or need we as some others epistles of commendation or letters of recommendation to you Or letters of commendation from you. Verse 2 says, Ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. And such trust have we through Christ to Godward. And verse 5 is what I'm going to talk about at the end of this message tonight. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves. But our sufficiency, or as one translation says, our adequacy. Is of God. Sister Shannon, I want you to give the baby to my mom for a few moments. Amen. I'm going to ask Bishop, I'm going to ask you to sit over here, Brother Nathan. Sister Shannon, Sister Shannon, I want you to sit here in the front row, please. Amen. You can be seated. My title tonight is going to be very, very different from any message I've ever preached or a lesson I've ever taught. But I believe it will be immensely helpful, amen, to our church, as it would be to any church, amen, that gets this. Revelation tonight. You and I all want to see the best for this church. We all want revival. We all want success and progress. One of the things that is not always talked about or realized is one of those vehicles or tools that God will use to help a church. my introduction I'm going to start it like this we are all vulnerable everyone who walks in the church door can be helped or hurt in what happens during the next hour or two of a service whether saint or sinner preacher or pew sitter old timer or newcomer child or, elder, everyone is vulnerable and should be treated respectfully, faithfully, and carefully. No one in the church family is more vulnerable than the pastor's wife. She is a key figure in the life of the pastor, in my life. And she plays the biggest role in my success or my failure. My title tonight, The Pastor's Wife. We took a service in which I deeply appreciate the wonderful words that were said about me a few services ago as your pastor. And I felt the honor and I felt the the immense sincerity Amen, that came forth from the church. But I want to build upon that tonight and talk about the pastor's life. You see, this is something that if every church understands this, it's not something you preach and rah, 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 and you just you have shouting services. But this is a principle and a concept that will help every church and that will help this church. The pastor's wife is almost always a reliable helper as well as an underappreciated servant. This is message. Amen. This is why I asked a moment ago for my wife to sit in the front row here. uh, Because I'm going to talk a little bit about her tonight and show you her importance. You might not think so, but she is the most vulnerable person in the building tonight. That is to say, she is the single most likely person to become the victim of malicious gossip, sneaky innuendo, impossible expectations, and pastoral frustrations. The pastor's wife can be hurt in a hundred ways, through attacks on her husband, through attacks on her children, or through attacks on herself. Her pain is magnified by one great reality. She cannot fight back. She cannot give a certain member a piece of her mind for criticizing the pastor's children. She cannot straighten out the deacon who is making life miserable for her husband. She cannot stand up to the finance committee who once again failed to approve a needed raise. Or the building and grounds committee that postponed repair work on the uh, the pastor's quarters. She has to take it in silence most of the time. It takes the best Christian in the church to be a pastor's wife and to pull it off. And that's the problem. In most cases, she's pretty much the same kind of Christian as everybody else. And when the attendant when the enemy attacks, she bleeds and she hurts. The pastor's wife has no say so in how the church is run, receives no pay, and yet she has. A lot to do with whether her husband gets called to the church and succeeds once he arrives. The pastor's wife occupies no official position, was not the object of a church vote, and gives no regular reports to the congregation on anything. And yet no one person in the church is more influential in making the pastor a success or a resounding failure than she is. She is the object of a world of expectations. She is expected to dress modestly and attractively and and well enough, but but not overly ornate. She is expected to be the perfect mother, raising disciplined children who are models of well-behaved offspring for the other families. She is expected to be her husband's biggest supporter and prayer warrior and to attend all of the church functions faithfully and of course be an awesome cook since her husband is subject to being called away from home at any hour of the day or night she is expected to understand this and have worked it out with the Lord from the time of her marriage if not from the moment of her salvation and to have no problem with it at all if she complains about his being called out she can expect no sympathy from the members if she does voice her frustrations, what she hears is, well, you married a preacher, what would you expect? She is expected to run her household well on the limited funds and keep her family looking like a million dollars. And those are just for starters. The pastor's children likewise suffer in silence as they share daddy with hundreds of church members Each of whom feel they own a piece of him and can do little about it. I found this article written as I began to. uh, It it just kind of came came at me, if you will, in in prayer and study. And I thought this is something that will be immensely valuable for the church. This is not a self-serving message where you come to hear me pour out accolades on my wife. But this is something that is revelatory that will help every church member. To understand a key component. And driver of any successful church. It's the pastor's wife. As I prepared and I found. Several, this, this resource. It, it began to uh, shine a light on things. That we owe to the pastor's wife. And I'm going to highlight just a few of them tonight. Things that the church owes to the pastor's wife. We owe her the right to be herself. Sister Shannon, Sister Shannon Camerina is our sister in Christ. And she's accountable to him. We ought to allow the pastor's wife to serve in whatever areas she's gifted in. And allow her to try different things and to grow. This is the mark of a healthy, mature church that understands the role of a pastor's wife. But do not put your expectations on her, if at all possible. Do not try to tell her how to raise her children. Do not try to get to her husband through her with your messages or helpful suggestions. Second thing that we owe our pastor's wife tonight is we owe her our love and gratitude. Sister Shannon... Camerina tonight has a -a one-of-a-kind role in this congregation, which makes her essential to this church's well-being. My wife, as the pastor's wife, is your best friend. Church members have no clue and really no way of knowing Regarding the pressures inside of the pastor's home. Nor should they investigate to find out. What they should do and what you and I ought to do. Is to love the wife and children of the pastor. And show them appreciation at every opportunity. These things tonight that I'm talking about are immensely helpful to this church. Immensely helpful to this church I stand here today Again, not self-serving in any way But understanding That as Equally as you pray for me And you support my ministry And my pastoral leadership The same for her You cannot support Me as pastor And oppose her as pastor's wife But a Understanding that will be helpful in the development, the growth, and the success of the church. Is God help our pastor's wife. Strengthen her. Because if she's strong, pastor's strong. God, if she's covered in prayer, she's covering our pastor in prayer even more. You will never know. Amen. Amen. Some of you may never know, amen, what it's like to be a pastor's wife. The third thing that we owe our pastor's wife is we owe her our love and our prayers. Well, God alone knows her heart, the pastor, myself, may be the only human who knows her burdens. You ought to pray for this woman right here on the front row. On a regular basis Pray for her Call her name in prayer You say well Pastor Sinek to help himself No I'm not Because if you'll pray for this precious woman right here She's going to be Weeping and praying and travailing For every one of you And it will come back to be a blessing To everyone in this house They say behind every Good man Is, a, is an amazing woman I may have those words mixed up a little bit, but beyond every good man is a good woman, a great woman that stands behind him. Yes. Pray for Sister Shannon Camry on a regular basis and then leave it to the Lord to answer those prayers however he chooses to do so. Yes. I mentioned a moment ago, and I didn't even think of any connection here, but uh, talking about soul food. You may have issues and prayer requests and things. God, I want you to touch this. I want you to help me in my situation. But if you'll for a moment take a step back and say, God, I'm going to pray for my pastor's wife. I'm going to pray that you would help her and strengthen her and bless her. That thing that you left to stop praying for to pray for your pastor's wife. God begins to work on that. God begins to address and take care of those things. If we believe that God is our Lord and Savior and that He hears our prayers, we should be lifting to Him these whose lives are given in service for Him. Ask the Lord for His protection upon the pastor's wife and upon the children, for their health and for their safety from all harm, and for Him to shield them from evil people. Pray for his provisions for all of their needs and for the church to do well in providing for them. Pray for my relationship with my wife. Because if my relationship is good with my wife, all is well in the house of God. Because you and I all know that the enemy would like to put wedges between husband and wife. And he always starts with the top. And says, if I can take out the head, I got everything else underneath them. So it becomes incumbent upon the body of Christ to pray. God help our pastor and pastor's wife, their marriage to be strong. To be in their home, God. Touch our pastor's wife. If their private, if our private life is healthy, then this congregation is far better prepared. For everything that God will ask of it. The fourth thing that we owe to our pastor's wife is we owe it to the pastor and to the pastor's wife to speak up. To speak up. Many times in the pages of history for a pastor and pastor's wife this woman right here will need a friend to take her side and to say, I got your back. If your pastor's wife has a ministry in the church, just give it time. There will be people that will criticize her for dominating others, neglecting her home, or trying to run the whole show. And to some, she can't do anything right. But like I said, one thing that you owe your pastor's wife is to speak up. You be the one to voice appreciation for this woman's talents and abilities and her love for the Lord and her particular skills that make this ministry work. Imagine yourself standing in a church business meeting to mention something that the pastor's wife did that blessed somebody, that made a difference, and that glorified the Lord. Imagine the impact it leaves on leadership. The typical reaction most people will give when someone is criticizing the pastor's wife is silence. But you must speak up. You must take up for her. Because if somebody comes to you. And says well you know sister Shannon. This this, and that. Don't take it in silence. Say that's my pastor's wife. Right. Don't talk about her like that. If anything lift her up. Right. Speak faith. Build her up. Because if you if you take a stand when you hear somebody slight the pastor's wife, you get on God's side and you begin to draw a line of demarcation. It says, I'm on the Lord's side. Yeah. Right. Come on. It's not to say that the pastor's wife is going to be without fault, but she is worthy of your support. You be the one to voice appreciation for her talents and abilities. Her love for the Lord and skills. Praise God for her willingness to get involved. To not sit at home in silence but to support her husband and bless the church. Whether many of you know it or not. If you look around this building today. Is the fingerprints of my wife throughout. You say well that's not true. Yes it's very true. We walked into this building with Brother Paul, my my father, my mother, when this was just one empty office suite with bare floors and no paint in the walls. It looked disgusting. God began to help my mother and my father. They we worked together with them. The fifth thing that we O, oh, our pastor's wife, is we owe her the same thing that we owe the Lord. Faithful obedience to Christ. A pastor will tell you in a heartbeat that the best gift anyone can give them is just to live a Christian life faithfully. Honestly and soberly, the fear of God. If you come to me on Christmas and you say, here's pastor, here's a thousand dollars. Enjoy it with your family. And somebody else comes and says, pastor, I don't have anything to give, but I make a commitment to you and to God that I'm going to live faithfully to the Lord all the days of my life. That is more valuable than a thousand dollars. That's more valuable than. And that's something, amen, that when we do that, when we live like Jesus and we strive to know him better, to love one another, to pray and give and serve, 10,000 problems in relationships disappear. When we choose to live faithfully, humbly, and obediently before the Lord, Sincerely before the Lord. God, I want to please you and I want to support my pastor's wife and my pastor. A simple adjustment of of the attitude, of a mindset as that problems begin to dissipate. Issues begin to disappear. Because what you've done is you've found that vertical relationship of me my pastor my God and you've got right under that umbrella of authority just because your pastor's wife is not mentioned in that vertical line of authority does it take you out of a responsibility to follow the leadership of your pastor and pastor's wife I'm closing with this tonight. Most wives of ministers feel inadequate. They want to do the right thing. They want to manage their households well and support their husbands. They want to keep a clean house, sometimes accompany him on his ministries. And as such, but there are only so many hours in a day. And so much strength in this young woman. And she feels guilty for being tired. And worries that she is inadequate. And here we go to the opening scripture. That I want to leave you with tonight. In 2 Corinthians 3 and 5. It's very likely that the Apostle Paul may have had pastors wives in mind. When he said, not that we are adequate to think anything of ourselves, but our adequacy or our sufficiency is of God. My mother reminded me of a scripture recently, it says we are complete in him. We're complete in him. We are inadequate of our own selves and none of us are worthy of. Or capable of this incredible calling from the Lord. But with His Spirit in our lives, we're more than conquerors. You can do more with being under a pastor's wife than you can be out from under a pastor's wife doing your own thing. God will bless the individual, the man or the woman. That says. I'm going to pray for my pastor's wife. She may be different from everything else. That I've ever seen. But I'm going to love her uniqueness. And I'm going to love. Her as a person. And I'm going to pray for her. I've seen. And observed many pastor's wives. Do very different things. Some. From preaching behind the pulpit. Others never getting behind the pulpit. Some playing and singing and leading the choir. Others sitting quietly in the the pew worshiping the Lord. God can use anyone. And God will use you as you say, my pastor's wife, I'm going to love her. I'm going to choose to love her. I'm going to choose to support her. Again, I hearken back to what I mentioned in the opening of this message tonight. A key component to this church going forward is this church understanding this woman's importance, value, and capabilities for this church. This is a part of a Book of Acts church that is all together in one place. The Bible says, and when they were all in one accord in one place, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. As we move it to 2021, one thing that I will ask of this church is to love my wife. And if you can't get in your face before the Lord and say, God, if I'm going to be anything in this kingdom of God, If I'm going to be anything for the Lord, help me to love my pastor's wife. Help me to pray for her. Help me, God, to be kind to her. Help me to not put on her unrealistic expectations. Help me to speak up for my pastor's wife. Because I'll tell this church tonight, Amen. She is enough. This woman is enough. And God... Knows what you and I need. And you and I, when we begin to question what God puts in our lives, you know what that is? That's a spirit of pride right. that says, God don't know what He's doing in my life. I think I know a little bit better than God. Why did God put me in this situation? Why did God put me in that situation? Why did God give me this pastor? And this pastor's. God put not only myself as your pastor, but my wife in your life because he knew you would need her and you would need me. I say that with all humility and sincerity, no pride. On the contrary, it's also true. We, my wife and I, Linnea, Ava, we need all of you. To pray for us. Because make no mistake about it. We're praying for you. And we're loving every one of you. And we're praying God. Give us the greatest revival we've ever had in this church's existence. Hallelujah. I want us to close our eyes for a moment here as we conclude this message tonight. I'm asking everyone to close their eyes and to pray. I'm asking you right now if you would just if you would kindly stretch your hands towards Sister Shannon Camarina. Sister Shannon, why don't you stand to your feet where you're at? Why don't you lift your hands? I'm going to ask the church to stretch their hands towards her and to begin to pray for her. And understanding tonight that you're praying not just for somebody else, but you're actually also praying for your family, whether you realize it or not. God right now would you lift your voice would you lift your voice in this place come on would you ask the lord god would you help sister shannon god would you bless her god would you use her god would you have your way lord in sister shannon's life hallelujah i pray right now lord you would put your hand upon our pastor's wife i pray lord you would put your hand upon sister shannon lord You know all of the things that she's going through and many of the moments here tonight. Know what it's like to have small children at home. Know what it's like, hallelujah, to try and raise a family and then just be involved in different ministries and areas of life. God, I pray a special anointing. I pray a special touch of God upon her, Lord. Protect her, Lord, and keep her, Lord. Prosper her, bless her, anoint her, use her, God. Put your hand upon Sister Shannon like never before, Lord. May the Holy Ghost empower and strengthen her, Lord. She's your child. God, she's important to the success of this church tonight this woman god that stands hallelujah in the front is very important to the success of this church hallelujah god i pray you would touch her right now by the power of the holy ghost god minister right now lord to my wife countless countless times as I've gotten older I realize that if that woman back there watching my watching her grandbaby had not supported him had not helped him if mom let me talk to you for a moment if you would have gotten bitter his ministry would have been hampered. But God helped her. And as a result of helping her, she helped him. And because she helped him, he could help me and he could help my brother Paul. And because God could help me and God could help my brother Paul, God could help all of you. God could be a strength. Every one of this church tonight is a chain that's linked together. Brother Nick, come up here. Brother Noah, come up here. Arm in arm. Over here. Let me look you know what? let's do this. We're gonna, we're gonna walk. We're gonna try and walk a straight line. Brother Paul, get up here. Strong chain right here. We're linked up. We're strong. Sister Gina, come on up here. Try and break this chain apart. Hold on tight, guys. Alright. She can try. She can try. That's good, thank you. Stay up here, Sister Gina. She tried. We didn't, we didn't break. We held together. As she pulled on Brother Noah, we gripped harder. We said, No. Right. But try it again, Sister Gina. What happens when someone says, I don't care? <laughs> <not chasing> <laughs> Thank you. If one link in the chain, Says I don't care (laughs) It's not worth it I don't need to fight It's it's broken Every member in this church Is part of the chain That's linked together That's bound together That God helps Sister Leticia When you're going to go through battles, There's going to be someone that says I got you You're going to make it and we find help. we've got your back. We're praying, we're bonding together, Sister Jen. No matter what you go through, you got people that are standing with you. But let the chain begin to break, let someone begin to say, I don't care about that individual or this specific person or that situation, it loses its strength. I'm thankful for Sister Shannon. Without her, without her, this probably wouldn't be here today. Because she's prayed for me. She's worked with me. She's invested in this. And I'm thankful that not only was there Sister Camerina but down the road there was a sister Tasha shoemake that stood with a pastor John shoemake when they went through hell sister there was one day a sister Sheila Young that stood with the brother Miles Young when he fought hell and the enemy looks you've probably seen maybe a National Geographic or two when the the predators look. At a group of animals, right. and they're looking for the babies, looking for the weak ones, looking for the old ones, looking for the ones that are. Right. But you ever seen when the elephants begin to come together and say, "Not today, right. Right. not today. You're gonna have to go through all of this, all of us, mamas to get to the baby." Right. That's right. This church needs to unite like never before and say, "Hey, she's valuable." He's valuable. They're valuable. We're valuable. We're all together going to fight hell. We're going to go through some hell. But we're not going to stay there. We're going to go through it. We're going to come out victorious. We're not going to smell like the smoke. Amen. We're going to come out victorious. God's going to help this church. Hallelujah. Put your hands together one more time. And just take a few moments and lift up the name of Jesus. God, we're thanking you tonight on this Wednesday night, God, in the month of December. God, that you've got a charge that's bound, that's knit together, that's linked together in perfect harmony. And we're going forward in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. Amen. We're going to conclude this service tonight. Amen. I told you it would be a little bit different. Amen. But I think it was it will be very, very helpful in your understanding, church. Amen. If you got some music, Brother Nate. Amen. A little bit upbeat. Amen. Let's pray one more time. God, thank you for this service tonight. Thank you for my family that's here tonight. God, not just my blood family, God, but my spiritual family. Thank you for my brothers and my sisters that are here tonight, God. Thank you for the family of God tonight. I pray, Lord, you would go with us from this place, but never from your presence, God. Bless this church. Prosper this church. Bless, Lord, those that need jobs. God, those that are sick in body. Those, God, that are dealing with situations. God, those that need miracles. And those that need provisions. Bless this church. Let this church shine for all the world to see. And we'll give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn around and greet your neighbor. We'll see you back here on Sunday morning. God bless you in Jesus' name.